0: The boys are back, and boy, does that hold a little bit of extra meaning today. Uh, For transparency's sake, we are recording this on the 24th of May, but I wanted to get a little bit something special for everyone to have there just waiting to unload on you guys because we are not, I'm not doing a live show for the first time in a really long time. The, The live show will be back on june 15th we'll be back on june 15th but today as you guys are listening to it it is june 8th like i said i wanted to do something special for you all it's been a long time i've missed him he is the co-founder of bosco's boys i think he's everyone's favorite former co-host and at least for the time being everyone's favorite follow on the bluebird It is the man, it is the myth, it is the legend. Like I said, one of the co-founders of the greatest K-State podcast that there ever was, there ever is, and ever will be. That is at the Grant underscore KSU, or I don't even know your Twitter name, but it's Grant. Grant, welcome back for the first time as like a guest uh, on the show that you helped create. Welcome back, my friend.
1: Hey, thanks for the warm welcome. You know, we've had a lot of great guests on this show that have generated some serious buzz and you know it, it it warms my heart a little bit to think that there might be one or two people out there that now feel that same buzz when they see that I'm going to be back on the show as a guest so it feels good honestly I mean I'm already like buzzing a little bit um I tell you I didn't want to come on tonight <laughs> mainly because um you know I'm very busy particularly this week and I just feel very stretched. I'm about to I was in a wedding or I, I was shot my wife was in a wedding last week weekend so it was a very busy weekend. I had a lot of a lot of the boy on my hands and a lot of just like stress and now I'm going to be in a wedding in the upcoming weekend. So and it's out of state so we've got a lot of stuff we're doing, you know, after hours and I'm double covering works crazy. I'm commuting. And Scott, let me tell you, the universe did not want me to come on tonight. And I, I showed more commitment to be on tonight than I did in five years of the show, because man, my wife's feeling sick. So I kind of had to do all the baby stuff tonight. And then the baby pooped in the bath for the first time. And that set us back. Uh, I didn't have a headset or any type of microphone or, um, head headphones. So I went to buy headphones, best buy closes at seven. So that was a setback. I had to go to Walmart. It was just, you know, every hurdle the universe could have possibly thrown at us. It did, but I'm here now and I'm ready to talk some cats. Um, and it it feels good. It feels good.
0: Well, I appreciate you going through all that effort, um, especially because again, like I was talking to you, you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I can make it happen. And you know, this is, you know, while I thank you, I think the boneheads really are happy to hear you back uh, you know, in their ear holes, you know, once again. And again, I already have it in the schedule for you to make a return during blitz month. So, you know, this won't be the only time the boneheads hear you this summer, but before we talk a little bit of Casey, and again, a lot's happened since we last had you on you've mentioned it, you know, you're a husband, you're a dad, you're approaching your second father's day as a dad. How is the life of grant the dad?
1: It's good. Um, it's busy. I got to tell you a lousy thing. I'm scheduled to work that weekend of father's. Wow. Day. So I hope, you know, I put it up for grabs. I hope somebody takes it at least maybe takes that Sunday. Um, but right now I've got to work. So it's kind of, uh, <laughs> that father's day is kind of canceled out, but, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's great. I, I really do. I love being a father, everything about it. Um, I never thought I would, I didn't plan on having children. I thought maybe it would happen, but, um, the grind is unbelievable. I say that pretty much every time we talk about having a kid, but it's great. Um, it's difficult to explain, um, unless you've lived it or you're living it, but, uh, yeah. It's really great. And uh, I love it.
0: I will say, I, I love getting I the Snapchat you. videos from you. Yeah. Uh, your, your boy just deciding, screw it. I want to I wanna live inside of a box and then getting stuck. That maybe was the best Snapchat content I've seen in a very long time.
1: Yeah, he does that. He likes to climb into things and, and get stuck. Um, but yeah, he's, he's funny. I was going to say something. I totally, oh, yeah. So I was going to ask my wife for, to buy me a sound bar for father's day but i i ended up just going out and buying like a cheap one um and now i need a new father's day gift so if people want to tweet me or if you have an idea that i should something i should ask for Ooh. you know i'm not a homeowner right now so i don't i don't have a lot of like homeowner type stuff i'm not working on the house i also don't possess those skills to work on the house but the only mo the only lot like lawn care or doing anything like that is is just like simple mowing so the traditional dad type gifts are going to be wasted on me. But uh, if anybody can think of anything for Father's Day that I should ask for, send it my way. Because, you know, I, I'm drawing a blank right now.
0: Well, when folks listen to this, Father's Day will be in 11 days. So I'll also for the first time, give a sh- shout out. I said this for Mother's Day. Go out, buy your data card. If you can't see him on Father's Day, make sure you mail it to him. Uh, You know, I'm sure all the dads out there appreciate a good Hallmark card just as much as the moms do as well. So we we covered your life as a dad. Let me just again throw this out there because, you know, it's currently the only ad we have running. The live show, again, this is taking place of the live show, but we will be back on June 15th, 7 p.m. in God's time zone on ColorCast. By this time, by the time you guys are hearing this, there's a chance they might be up and running on Android again. Otherwise, tweet mean stuff at ColorCast app. I mean, eventually they'll do it, uh, but we'll be going live 7 p.m. And again, my one my one Wednesday off for rest of the year has happened. We'll be going live every Wednesday at 7 p.m., except for maybe the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I might take that one off to be determined. All right, let's get into it. Grant we almost got you on in the aftermath of the Jerome Tang hire Uh, Mm -hmm. schedules just didn't work out there. Um, A lot has happened since then, but let's just kind of go back in time. Walk Mm -hmm. me through your emotions first. When you found out that it Brad Underwood is off the table, because I think you and I were hearing very similar things for a large portion of that coaching search. That made Brad Underwood seem way more obtainable than the national media wanted to think. Uh, just kind of walk me through your emotions when you found out. Okay, Underwood isn't happening.
1: Um, I had a lot of negative feelings towards Brad. Um, I can't lie. Uh, personally, I felt I felt like at the time, you know, he kind of just was using K State or holding K State hostage and asking for, you know. Unrealistic money demands from a school that he probably knew wasn't able to fulfill those uh requests. But in the end, um money does talk and he kind of did ledger- leverage us to get a new contract at Illinois, which which is fine, and that's within his power. And um honestly. <laughs> Most people would probably do that if they were offered the same type of scenario. It's it's hard to kind of remove yourself as a fan um, and put yourself in those shoes. Um, like, what? How could if 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 the reported money that was on the table, like four or four and a half million a year, offered from K State, it's hard to like look at that as a fan. We're close, you know. Our hearts are very close to the university, and it's hard to separate that from the scenario. You know, when you, when you hear rumors year after year of this is his dream job. And of course he said that multiple times, but it is his alum, is it his, uh, yeah, it's his school. Alma Mater, it's yeah. the martyr, that's the word I was looking for. And uh, yeah, so it was hard for me immediately not to have negative feelings. And I think Brad is a top coach. He's still, I think he has proved to be one of the better coaches coaching today. And it, it just kind of seemed like, it could possibly be happening. It seemed like the stars were aligning. Uh, Gene was, was swinging for the fences and I, I respect Gene for that. But uh, when it fell through, I was definitely disappointed. Um, but when we switched gears, I'll be honest, I didn't know really anything about Jerome Tang. I was so hyper-focused on Brad, um, but pretty much anyone that was everyone had Jerome and the top two or the top three initially anyways. So I trusted individuals like Jimmy and people that, you know, follow the game a lot closer than I do um, when they felt good about the name switching to Jerome Tang. And, you know, aside from his obvious grand slam of his media appearances and his press conference, when you really dig deep into kind of his journey and the type of person he is, what a great ambassador to have for the basketball program. But, He's also extremely well connected. He knows ball, and he's obviously a good recruiter. So I was over the moon, um, and there was a period, probably forty eight hours, where I could I was desperately looking for more Jerome Tang content. Um, it's kind of cooled off a little bit um, with recruiting, and it's it's tough. We've still got half a roster that we need to fill out, and um, I mean, I like a lot of the I like pretty much all of the guys that you know, he's convinced to join. Um, and you know, we've got a couple guys left over, but I think I was a little more disappointed than some, uh, with, and who knows how this goes when, uh, players leave, um, you know, you read Jerome Tang may have taken a big risk with quote unquote, running off a lot of our players. Who knows how that actually goes inside those meetings, but if that is true and he said, listen, I, most of these guys, I think, I want to replace. I think there were some guys that I would have liked to keep around, and I'm not thinking the guys like Nigel Pack. Obviously, like there's different variables that contributed to him leaving. Nigel Pack was highly sought after. I don't think Nigel really wanted to stay, and I don't know if Nigel really wanted to stay this year. So, uh, but guys like Celt Miguel, I guys like Davion Bradford, those are players that I think had a lot of skills to still be unlocked and I would have liked to see them under a different coaching staff uh but unfortunately we didn't and now we've got some holes we need to fill but I still feel good about the position of the program I still feel good about the players that we've brought in um and I feel pretty good about the couple guys that that stayed behind you know Marquise Noel and Masood, they have their limitations, but they also are Big 12 experienced players. And, you know, I think there's more to unlock about those players as well under a different coaching staff, especially with Masood. We know how Jerome Tang has a pretty good history of developing bigs and wings. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Jerome Tang, I, the guy knows what he's doing. Um, he hasn't coached a second, and, uh, you know, obviously it can go south, but um, I don't think that there's a lot that we can really nitpick up so far with how he's kind of handled things.
0: Yeah, and, and by the time folks are listening to this, I'm at least hoping we, we've filled some more roster spots. I, am, I I'm not going to lie to you. I'm getting anxious when you still have half a roster to fill out. And, and seemingly – If reports are to be believed, we had you know a couple guys that have recently you know thought about trying to commit and then we're just like eh, no, just hold off. And you know one one of them I think was R.J. Louise who ended up going to UMass. He's playing for Frank Martin. There was uh, Valencia who it sounded like he was going to join up, and we're like eh, maybe not. So. I'm thinking he has something up his sleeve and I'm hoping by the time folks are listening to this, they're like, yeah, Scott, he had something up his sleeve and we just got some like no doubt guys, but we're just gonna have to be patient to see. I'll I'll say this, I'll I'll pose this to you. And again, this is one of the downsides to pre-recording something so far in advance. Um, There was that rumor and I don't know if you saw it because again, you know, you're, you're a dad, you're busy. But there was the rumor of K-State playing Wisconsin in the Milwaukee Brewers baseball stadium. Kellis yeah. Robinette tonight tweeted out that he talked to Drum Tang and it said that's probably not going to happen. But let's just it, let's just kind of throw that out the window. If you were scheduling K-State basketball, is that a game you'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's play in a baseball stadium in early <laughs> November. It does have a roof, but is that a game? If you were in charge of scheduling, you'd be like, fuck it, let's play it.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe. It is it is bizarre. Um, where does Wisconsin stand in the college basketball world of the last few years? Um, I feel like I don't, at the top of my head. I mean, they're like upper middle class. I mean, are they?
0: Well, shit, no, they won the Big Ten last year. They won what? the Big Ten last year.
1: Yeah, sure? I thought it was Michigan, but maybe.
0: No, I'm pretty sure they at least got a share of the Big Ten last year.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, if that's true, then I'm, I'm always open and I always want to play, you know, nationally relevant teams on a stage. And then that's not necessarily a big stage, but it's a unique stage. So it would probably garner eyes. Um, and you know, it's early college basketball and people like to tune into that anyways. And it's a weird matchup, like a, an unusual power five matchup. So. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a strange like yeah i'd be open to i would be open to that 100 percent if i was a coach um because especially looking what i'd have to pull up our our uh, non-con schedule but do we have many marquee games outside of i mean i would consider butler a
0: marquee game yeah. so um, we're going to hinkle we're playing nebraska and kansas city we're getting wichita state in the octagon of doom and then we're hosting the SEC Challenge team, which at time of recording has not been announced. So, I mean, that would be a fifth game. And then uh, I think we would maybe be playing LSU down in the Grand Caymans right, uh, for right. the preseason tournament. Um, I'd be
1: open to it. So, I mean. Uh, um, you know, to keep it short, yes. I'd be open to it. It's a weird, like, I don't know how that came about or who thought that up. But it, it, it's very strange, but I, I'd be open to it.
0: I like I like weird novelty games and college sports. Yeah. Like I like it. Like I know a lot of folks don't, but I like playing, like when Northwestern plays a game in Wrigley field and uh, you know, there is, Holy crap. Are they trying to say that this, is this is zoom trying to tell me that even a meeting, just us two can't go longer than 40 minutes. I hope that's not the case.
1: I don't know. They, if so, they changed their rules. They
0: definitely change the rules if that's the case.
1: Oh, yeah, time left 10 minutes.
0: What? We'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, There's a chance we might have to piece something together because there's more stuff I want to talk about. But let's, you know, leave basketball where it is. Uh, At time of recording, and it will be way less than this when folks are listening, we're under 100 days until football season kicks off. You know, I like to give you shit every time you you tweet about uh, getting ready for football season, and then I think I think I think honestly, folks love it when they see us bickering back and forth on Twitter. Uh, we usually get some pretty good reviews from that. Uh, you know, just give me your vibe check. Like, how excited are you? I know I'm doing the same thing I always do. I'm like, all right, you know, you win this, this, and this, and then you, you're in Arlington. So I've I found myself doing that again this off season. How excited are you for it? And, you know, I mean, I'm buzzing. I know you are too. I'm, I'm buzzing
1: as usual, um, but also a contributing factor to this, which is yearly, is the Premier League is over. I'm not a baseball guy. And if I was a baseball guy, which I can be convinced, but I need a baseball team worth watching. And Kansas City is terrible. So um, we are in basically sports hell. Um, This is the worst time of the year for me uh, when it comes to sports. And it just... It's
0: the worst sporting season like in 10 years. Yeah,
1: it it just amplifies the weight. It just makes me want it more. And, uh, you know, what really made me think about it was just the beautiful weather the other day. It just felt like, wow, it is like... 68 degrees and sunny, a light breeze, and I just was envisioning myself being in the stadium and just with you know the purple clad, and I I was just buzzing, and I was thinking about Deuce Vaughn and how I feel like he's still somehow underappreciated um, as the the generational K State player that he is, um, and I'm just I'm super excited, I can't wait. I've got the non-con schedule pulled up, and. Uh, it's fun. I've got one game circled, obviously. I think you probably know which one it is. Uh,
0: I mean, but Tulane it? is going to be a fun game as well. Like, Tulane Missouri, will be cool. like? that is going to be, like, the most hyped I've been for a non-con uh, game, including the Stanford game since yeah, Auburn in 2014. But for even sure. that Tulane game is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Tulane will be cool, but I won't be able to go to that. Um, which is sad, actually, uh, because that is, like – kind of a novelty type game that i was excited to go to but i what i'm going to try to do is i'm going to try to go to the game in 24 um down in new orleans so be a long um, fun,
0: but that missouri game is like a down there, there too. must missouri go three
1: is a it's been circled on my schedule for a long time and it's got every variable you know it's a an old hated rival from the big eight um and you know they've got the sec now there's going to be so much hype around that um everyone hates Missouri. Everyone hates Missouri. So it's just going to be super exciting. I hate uh, whatever the fuck their coach's name is Drinkowitz or whatever. One of the biggest weirdo virgin losers in all of sports, he's always putting his foot in his mouth. He's always saying extremely cringe things. So like losing to them would be uniquely painful in like a weird, embarrassing way because I hate him so much. So there's all sorts of reasons I want to win that. Um, and I, I love beating sec teams. Um, it just feels so good. Um, uh, because it gets, it gets a lot of play and, um, I'm, ex- I'm super excited. It's in Manhattan. You know, what? I've never been to Columbia, which is crazy. So yeah. I'm excited for the return game too.
0: Yeah. Not, neither have I, and I know I'll be going to that. How, one.
1: how is that possible? How have, have we you, never been? To, have you ever been to Lincoln?
0: Nope. Never been how, to Lincoln. They're both like so close. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, like, but you got to think, you know, growing we were, up, like, you know, we, we both were ha- had activities, you know, most weekends. Not going
1: to Lincoln makes sense too cuz like they were really good <laughs> for a lot of it and yeah. um, they beat our ass in Lincoln pretty much every single time except for once maybe. Yeah. yeah. But um it is weird. I feel like that we I've never been to Colombia. That that's something I will have to remedy. Not that I want to go to Columbia, but I got to, I got to cross that off.
0: Well, so I I have to go to Norman because that's the Norman and Fort Worth are the only places I haven't seen K-State playing in the the current big 12. Um, (laughs) so, so it's like, all right, you got to go to Norman this year because you may never get to again. That's an easy, that's, that's an easy one. But I mean, I think tickets might be expensive, but whatever. Uh, I
1: was a Fort Worth. It shouldn't be bad though. Went to Norman, uh, with the famous, uh, of
0: oh, the suicide bomber game. No,
1: bomber and no punter. <laughs> Same game.
0: Yeah. Snap uh, that correlation? I mean, Maybe. He, he, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I remember, man. I remember watching that game. Woof, man.
1: I would terrible. love to beat them next year. I have a terrible, terrible away record. Travel record, so
0: bad. Well, I mean, I go to a lot, and I I don't see a lot of wins. I've seen us win two times in Ames, once in San Antonio, saw us win in Arlington. Um, I've seen us win in Lawrence a bunch. Uh, Yeah. But, I mean, that's really it.
1: I think Lawrence is the only away game, true away football game, I've ever seen us win. (laughs) Man. I haven't been to a lot. So, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of, like, true road games, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Never Stillwater, not normally.
0: Well, I've seen – we we saw us win a basketball game in Stillwater. Not
1: Vandy. Yeah, that's the only – yeah, that was fun. Um, But other than that, it's just, like, neutral sites, the only other one, which is sad. But
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully you can get to an away game this year and see us win. If not, hopefully you see it in Columbia – um, it's it's going to be exciting, and then you know what what's really fun is you get a lot you're getting a lot more extra attention from like even the NFL draft dorks out there because you do have two potential early entrants that could be first round draft picks in Cooper Beebe and King Felix. Yeah. I, I just think K State fans really need to enjoy this upcoming football season because you don't know who's going to come back for 2023. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's gonna and, be- and
1: and those guys are really fun. We have a couple, you know. I mean, BB like for the football heads like really appreciate him. Like for casual like K State fans like may not appreciate an offensive lineman as much as people that are you know super into it. But guys like Felix and guys like I mean Deuce potentially even. I don't think. I, who knows if he will translate to the NFL, but surely someone will take a punt on him and he'll probably not be back. I would His his
0: dad's also an NFL scout. So you know, he's going to get the information. Absolutely.
1: Um, But those two guys alone are some of the most like fun players that we've had in purple in quite some time. I mean, Felix had a game where he had six sacks for God's sake. And they were six sacks. Like, who gives a shit how they classify it? I mean, yeah. we all saw it, and, I mean, he was unbelievable. And now we could have some other guys sprinkled in there, too. Nate Matlack, Duke Duke coming back. Yeah, Khalid Duke is coming I mean, back. Jalen Pickle, big pick in there as well. Yeah, it could get really, really fun. I can't believe that they are kicking us off here.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to send another invite here shortly yeah. because, again, I, I don't know how much more we got, but we got a little bit more, so – Folks, be prepared for a little bit of a musical interlude, and then we'll be right back. Okay, back again, because Zoom has decided that they are desperate to get everyone, every podcaster in the world to sign up for Pro.
1: pro. Uh, Bloodsucking capitalists. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're just trying to get their money. Uh, they're saying it all all slip away because monkeypox is not going to shut us all down um so zoom's <laughs> like all right we got to get the podcaster's money otherwise we're uh, we're screwed um you know what, it's what, funny
1: like we had the pandemic and things aren't necessarily going well for anybody and nobody would have been surprised if there was like another some sort of pandemic but does it have to be called monkeypox like, did it have to be the most, like, fucking flagrant, terrifying-sounding thing to be the next one that we're concerned about? I guess so.
0: Well, I, I'm not concerned about it anymore. Like, when I first saw it popping off...
1: I'm not like, either. I read about it, and I'm like, all right, oh yeah.
0: Fine. Once I, like, did 20 seconds of research, I was like, okay, not worried at all. But when it first started popping up, like, on Sunday... They're like, oh man, like there, there, there were some people who are legitimately <laughs> out on Twitter. And again, Twitter's yeah. the worst. They're like legitimately out here. Like, oh, we got community spread and, uh, you know, in Toronto and New York city. And it started in <laughs> China, I guess. I don't know if it really started in China or where it started, but I'm just like, oh fuck, here we go. Bucks. Like I, I was going to punch someone. Like if we lost another football season, I, I was, but, but we're fine. Everything's football. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. I I, and know it's actually funny uh go back and listen to the episode we did after the big 12 tournament got canceled honestly pretty funny uh to go back and listen to that before like it all popped off so like if Uh, anyone wants some homework i can't
1: even imagine what the hell was being said
0: yeah so if anyone wants some homework just kind of go back and listen to That I think the title, like, it was like we're Big 12 tournament champions or something like that. Little did we know it was going to turn into what it did. But we're not going to revisit that. We're going to finish talking a little bit of K-State football and just kind of call it a day. And I'm super glad you're back. Um, We'll dive into this during Blitz Month uh, because I'm going to have the whole thing. I've already mapped out the entire offseason. Because uh, as you know, I, I plan maybe too much when it comes to these shows, uh, you know, not not very flexible, but, you know, you have the Deuce Vaughn storyline, you have the Adrian Martinez storyline, you have, you know, the the guys in the trenches, you have the boundary corners, like if you were going to I mean, hell, you have can coach Kleiman, you know take some of these next steps, beat some of these teams that he hasn't beaten yet. If you're going to just kind of lock into one storyline that you're most excited to follow over the course of the fall, what what would like that one storyline be?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know about most excited, maybe most intrigued by right now, I think is the quarterback position. um, And just kind of how that's going to, how that's going to pan out. Um, Because, I am excited about Adrian Martinez and I think that there's no doubting the talent that he has. Um, but you have to have some reservations about him given his history, where he comes from his track record. Um, there's, there's variables that contribute to, you know, his overall record of the last four years. One being, I think he played under poor coaching. Um, God knows what's happened to Scott Frost as a coach. Uh, I think he just never really had the conviction for what he really wanted to do at Nebraska. And he's been pulled in several different directions and that's led to him kind of looking a little bit feckless um, as the head coach of Nebraska. And, you know, there's been a lot of games where he coached them to defeat. Um, And, and the other variable, I think, which is probably more important is that he, statistically played behind maybe the worst offensive line in the country or a bottom five to 10 offensive line in the country for four straight years. And that's going to contribute to all sorts of his turnovers. That's going to make him have to make quick, bad decisions. It's going to have him being hit blindsided, fumbling, throwing interceptions. It's going to rush how he wants to play. Um, so, He doesn't have a very good record at Nebraska. He's never been to a bowl game. How many games has he won where the game was truly on the line? You know, losing can become a habit. Is he going to be able to break out of that this year under different leadership, under a different system, in in a different system? I think he's got some pretty good weapons around him. Um, It's just super intriguing to me uh, how that's going to play out. I will say I feel – a lot more excited and a lot more comfortable with Adrian Martinez under center than I would if it were say Will Howard under center. And that was going to be our starter going into next year. I desperately want Will Howard to pan out at K-State. I want it to click for him. I want him to turn a corner, but uh, I have zero confidence that it will. And I would have zero confidence in the team if he was our quarterback going into this season. So um, that's probably the biggest storyline that I feel like I'm gonna have my eye on or that I feel like is is probably the biggest variable going into the season just generally. is is Adrian Martinez gonna work at K State? Was that, you know, worth worth going for? Um, other than that, probably just individual games. Um, Missouri desperately want to beat Missouri for all the reasons we mentioned earlier. Can we turn it around against Iowa State? Uh, they beat us three out of four years. Um, two out of four. I don't really count 2020. Um, but on paper, three out of four years. And I'm getting very tired of that. Uh <laughs> we got used to beating Iowa State and losing to them is incredibly painful. Um, the Sunflower Long- Showdown.
0: Well, and then uh, longer than we're used to losing streets to Oklahoma State and Texas as well. We need to beat Texas for sure.
1: Um Get both of them at home. Both of them at home. Yeah. Um, can we get over those humps? I mean, beating both of them would go a long way towards Arlington. Um, I think it's gonna be a really interesting year just in the league. Kind of feels wide open already. Um, Baylor I would obviously give give the nod to. Um, I think Aronda is unfortunately that guy. Uh <laughs> How did-
0: Man, they 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 go through the shit with Art Riles. They have, like, the one or two years. They get Matt Rule and then Aranda and, like – They have uh,
1: an unbelievable athletic director, and they've had an unbelievable eye for head coaches. Um, I mean, even Art Riles, like, you know, for all of the scum that he is, was an elite head coach.
0: Kim Mulkey, even though she fucked eh, off to LSU.
1: Yeah, I mean (laughs) – and obviously Scott drew and what they built in, in the basketball program. It's, it's pretty crazy. And they have an insane track program, but this is not a Baylor podcast. In fact, this is like the most anti Baylor podcast there is, but,
0: uh, I, well, so I broke the rule. I don't know if you saw that, but I did see, I did, see, I did yeah. see on
1: Twitter. I, you I, did. I, I, did and I actually listened it. to that. I listened to that. And he's I'll a be good honest, guy. He's, in I haven't listened team. to many since i've left the show but that was one of
0: them you've been busy he he, he's a good guy i I will say this uh that was in my Jerome thing like ah feed me well i i will say this i i think i'm going to try to in july get someone on from most of the teams on our schedule i will not we're i'm not breaking tradition that was a one time only i'm never bringing you did seem like a, a
1: good fella and you know what i feel like Maybe it's just the association with Jerome Tang, but he's, he was a basketball guy. Right. So it's like we can kind of break the rules for the basketball program. Maybe it was like Um, a one of our adjacent shoulder to shoulder. He may have rubbed with Jerome. So, Uh, but it is hard to, it's hard to let any, any football guy from Baylor into this podcast world.
0: Never going to happen. All right. Well, I've, I've ticked all the boxes. What about you? What about uh, well, you?
1: I mean, if we're going to talk about what, what are you looking forward most I'm, to, to football season? You know, it has to be something different than what I mentioned. Is there something particular that stands mm-hmm. out to you that you're like, I cannot wait to see this.
0: So I I want to see the Colin Klein offense. And I'm very interested mm, to see how, could
1: how, how can I forget about that? How
0: fans react to it? Because here's the thing. And you know, this, I mean, this was one of our more contentious things, you know, last season on Twitter and on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, they had to move on from Courtney Messingham because I think they lo- Courtney Messingham lost the confidence of the players. And once that happens in college football, you can't bring back a Courtney. You can't lose the dressing room. You cannot. <laughs> uh, be, be, and here's the thing, and I know you hate it, and I know a lot of folks hate it, but if you look at, the efficiency and the points per possession yeah. and all that type of stuff. Courtney Messingham was an above average offensive coordinator at, in the big 12. He was o- over his time. Now, now uh, I think it lacked some excitement in a lot of moments. It lacked, uh, you know, that, that intestate, you know, basically balls, uh, some creativity. Yes. Th- there were a lot of downsides. I'm not someone who wish it, There's no part of me that's like saying, yeah, I wish we were running it back with Courtney Messingham, but we are going to have a first time play caller. We are going to have someone who is, his name is about to go up on the stadium again. K-State fired Bill Snyder. His name's on the (laughs) stadium and they fired Sean Snyder. His name is up on the ring of honor. Are we going to have to fire a third person who has their name on the stadium? I mean, Probably. Uh, we are either yeah, like, Colin <laughs> Klein is either going to go off to be a blue blood power five offensive coordinator, the next head football coach at K-State and get a statue, or yeah. he is going to be fired, making him the third coach with his name on the stadium that we will have to fire. That that's the that's the crazy thing. I I want to know how fans are going to react because at the end of the day. The offensive coordinator is maybe the most universally hated coach mm, at yeah. K-State, you know, outside of Bruce Weber. But it's like, you know, people didn't like Dana Dimmel. I wasn't really a big Dana Dimmel fan. Courtney Messingham was always hated from day one. He was like one of the most hated hires of that staff. And now we have a Heisman finalist, our generations like, you know, Mount Rushmore, you know, he, he was one yeah. when we were in college. You know, all this type of stuff. So how are fans going to react with a legend in the position that they love to hate? So that's going that's to be a, the number one story. Line.
1: That's a seriously good one. And one that I, I I keep forgetting that Klein is the new offensive coordinator. And that is probably – I feel like that's probably, like, the biggest storyline going into the next year is how is our offensive going – how is our offense going to function and how, how different is it going to look? We all loved – how our offensive how our offense performed against lsu but let's be honest you can't take anything from that game we played a fucking high school team uh without I mean, a quarterback. keep in mind
0: when, when we were seeing will howard last year i was trying to fire colin klein as the quarterbacks coach so again <laughs> it's gonna be wild that like that has to be the like and again folks rightfully or maybe not rightfully i don't know i don't know if i was right or wrong but that, that was like one of the more th- like one of the things I was criticized for more like in this podcast you know four and a half year history me like yeah. railing on Colin Klein during the Will Howard weeks last year I think more flack than almost I'll, anything yeah. I've ever said on the show
1: really I think a lot of people railed on Klein but maybe that was just like
0: behind a paywall and yeah.
1: Yeah, I yeah. do think that
0: no whatever. behind the paywall people just hate the shit out of me they just want me to die well I don't. I'm mean saying that. like on Twitter, I'm like saying... our fans, our <laughs> fans did not appreciate <laughs> me going after Klein. I know,
1: but I don't necessarily, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like there was a lot of people that were like, "Our quarterback's coach is bad." Like behind the paywall is what I'm saying, and you know, I think like right, rightfully, MJ. Was like you guys don't know fucking what you're talking about with positions coaches or how that it was any of that me works. because
0: you rightfully you rightfully said I don't you you had the correct sense you're like I don't know enough to criticize a like we don't
1: coach. but it is like but I still went for it I went I feel sand. like I, I tried to like fire Klein. him yeah yeah I mean I after feel that, like Klein after got that a Oklahoma lot
0: State beat. game I wanted Klein <laughs> walking back to Manhattan
1: uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good storyline. I think another good storyline is, is Clandy. Uh, he's still kind of an interesting character. Um, how do we start this year? Because it's not exactly easy again. And, um, you know, to be fair to Clanderman, we probably had an, an adjustment period last year when we lost our best edge rusher and we, we did have to adjust. But Klannerman coached the secondary before he was a defensive coordinator, and the secondary was getting absolutely fucking shredded in every which way. And we can't afford another horrendous defensive start like we did in the first three games of last year. I and mean, when we do have Missouri the second game of the year. First I don't three think Missouri, Big Twelve
0: games because I do we, right. we were we, we were three very no. good in the non-con. Right. I mean, hell, we, I'm we just shut pointing down out Missouri. That's, that's We shut that's, down Stanford. You know, yes, but. Defense what I'm saying is, won us that game,
1: that FCS game. They did. What I'm saying is, generally, we have another tough six game start. Um, we have a tough non-con slate. Uh, I don't know how good Missouri really is, but you know they are an SEC team. They are talented. Uh, it's not going to be a cakewalk by any means. Tulane is kind of a sneaky uh, second non-con team, and uh, guess who we start off with. Oklahoma and Norman, and then we do have Iowa State away, and Texas Tech is not going to be any slouch either. They're kind of re-reborn. They've got a no, great quarterback. I really like their their young QB. Uh, they looked a lot different. But with he's him. not even
0: going to start. It's going to be that Shope guy.
1: You think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I but don't then know. We have,
0: Tune in I to mean, the summer school special.
1: How does Clandy start? Is what I would like to. I'd love to see. I, I don't. I. I want to see us have it a little bit more figured out than we did last season um, at the beginning of, of big 12 play. Cause that really set us I behind think, the mark.
0: I hope they will because towards the end they were really good. Yeah, they
1: were really good. And I think we have a lot of really good players. Um, so it'll be interesting.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, I've hit everything I wanted to. Um, you can say anything to the boneheads. Um, I will give a, another color cast plug and then, you know, you'll do your catchphrase but what do you want to say to your fans who are still very loyal to you
1: i don't know (laughs) well i don't know i i appreciate people that follow me on twitter um i guess it's a weird ass app website who knows what it's going to turn into in the next few years i i hate it personally i think it's one of the most like toxic pieces of shit platforms that's ever created and it makes me feel physically sick most days when i'm on it but uh i appreciate people that follow me and like i miss what it used to be for which was like just i mean not not necessarily what it used to be for, but what it used to be was just like
0: it was like sports just and running around and being yeah. funny
1: and like now it's just exhausting like at every level and i know you can kind of curate your timeline but it's like eh, i don't know and maybe that's just a reflection of kind of the world and what's going on. But I, I'll try to be funny if I don't get banned here soon. I, if I do get banned, I, I'm not coming back. It's hard. It's too hard to build your following.
0: You, you've uh, said that how many times? Well, I've said
1: that, but, but, but lately I've been deactivating myself quite a bit. I've been deleting the app For quite like a bit. Three days. Because I'm a bad sponsor. Is, but I'm a very a bad sponsor. But that's a symptom of, of what, what may be coming, I think. Uh anyways i i don't know why i'm going on this diatribe about twitter um i will say that today there was a another horrendous mass shooting uh that killed 14 children and a teacher um this isn't like i don't know i would just say just be nice to people and cherish the time that you have with the people that you like and love because jesus christ you may get shot going to the store. You may get shot going to work or going to school or church. And it's just, it's really vile and sad. And it's this one, this one, like we become numb to mass shootings because they happen so often, but man, when it's an elementary school, it feels a lot heavier. I don't know, maybe because I'm a dad, obviously I wasn't a dad when Sandy Hook happened and that felt really perverse, but I just feel kind of bad today. It's kind of sick. And uh, just cherish your time. And it was nice talking to you, Scott. I hope that you don't die in a mass shooting. That would be very sad to me. So that's the advice I have to all of you people. And just uh, enjoy yourself. And let's go, Cats. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, well, there you go. I, uh, I, I
1: appreciate know. you coming Sorry, on. I had, a, I had a really big whiskey. So it's kind of kicking in. Hey. Maybe I'm getting a little emotional.
0: Hey, it is what it is, and I I don't think it's ever wrong to be, say be nice to people, love everyone. You never know when might be your last day or what someone else might be going through. So, uh, with that said, again, we will be back live on Colorcast seven p.m. on June fifteenth, 15th. June fifteenth. 15th, uh, so a week from when you guys are listening to this, it will be back, Bosco's boys. We always love you guys, and again. I've had a different closing out, but since Grant is here, I want to hear the famous send off from himself. Folks,
1: meet me at the Catheads. Hail to
0: the purple, hail to the white, wild cat in spirit U.K. State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors we will ever be. a Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. U.K. State Wildcats for alma State. One, two, dam Podcast Network.